the right wing is getting upset that I'm blaming all of them for uh, what happened at Club Q shooting in Colorado Springs. So sad. So we brought on someone here to agree with me so that we can kick their ass together. Consciously is an educational consultant and a social media influencer. He was the uh, content creator choice of the year in, in 2022 at, uh, at YouTube. That's a giant thing. He is in the Hall of Fame for uh, college policy debaters. Uh, uh, Conscious, welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Uh, no problem. Uh, Conscious is also now part of uh, our network at youtube.com slash TYT breakdown. Okay. So I'm going to show you part of what he does, and then I want to come back and uh, and talk to him about it. But here's a recent video. On this episode of Conservative Contradictions, we got this guy. We've seen the critical race theory, the LGBTQ grooming. Well, there is an answer. We stand shoulder to shoulder with Dr. Scarborough. Right now, we as Christian, as Christian missionaries, need to be invading the school boards yeah, that's right. to take back that ground. We need to be invading public education for those kids that are trapped in it. We need Christian teachers that aren't afraid to stand up for truth and aren't afraid to lose their job if need be to try to reach that mission field that's in there. You know what really makes my butt itch? Is when conservatives try to weaponize grooming against the LGBT community when there's literally more grooming going in their party and their religion, but they don't wanna talk about that right there. So Conscious, you often talk about uh, hypocrisy of the right wing and uh, you have overwhelming evidence when you do. Uh, and this is one of those instances. Has there been a giant scandal in a, in a large LGBTQ uh, organization about grooming? No. Has there been one in Boy Scouts, Catholic Church, uh, you name it, in, in almost every one of these uh, evangelical groups? Yes. Wow. So, gee, I wonder who the groomers are. Yeah, I think I think it just shows how some groups have transcendence and make it where whatever they're doing today is what we should hold them by, and some groups should be held by the worst things we can think about. And I feel like when we start kind of creating a, a, a binary between things that are straight or groups that are straight and groups that are not straight or groups that are cisgender and groups that are not cisgender, we see who gets transcendence and who's always stuck to what is known to be, i.e. that group is known for the pedophiles and that group right there is known to be Christians. Yeah, so you did another video about indoctrination. And so the great irony here is they say, oh no, we can't say gay in Florida, in the Florida schools, for example, because that's gonna be indoctrination that they even exist. That then we should hide for people that gay people exist. How is that not indoctrination? Uh, to me, I think it just showed that our uh, education system in America is just trash, dumps the juice, it has failed a lot of us. Uh, particularly people that like to, you know, uh, express their conservative values when it comes to about, you know, indoctrination. To me, I think that if you say there's no such thing as a systemic blah 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 blah, and then you create, then you create laws within that system to restrict people doing something. I think that's indicative of proving and illustrating what you say does not exist, and it just shows how the indoctrination. It, go, it pretty much shows that our values are bad unless they're for us. And so it, you know. We talk about it on TYT all the time, but your video, I watched like four in a row, and they were all so good on exactly what their hypocrisy is, right? So Fox News will be indoctrinating people while complaining about indoctrinating kids that liberals are doing, right? Uh, they'll yeah. And they'll say, hey, 
Remember, everybody's being gay is a sin. Doing things that are homosexual acts are a sin. Sin, 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 sin. By the way, it's totally made up, 100% made up. It's not a sin at all. Sin is just a, a figment of their imagination. And if it is a sin, according to the Bible, it is the same exact sin as eating shrimp. They're both in the same part of the Bible. They're both called an abomination. And then they will do indoctrination to get gay people to hate them. Get, get I'm sorry, get people to hate gay folks, right? Uh, and then they'll say, can you believe gay people are doing indoctrination? Indoctrination to what? That maybe you shouldn't kill us? <laughs> say, I think that the conservative contradictions is saying that you got all the energy for the Constitution when it comes to holding up the values the founding fathers said, at the same time, always trying to use your Christian beliefs or your values to dictate what other folks is doing. Because in my mind, it's like if separation from church and state means that we don't get to have your Christian values and your Christian justification for things. To me, it sounds like it's a little contradictory that we then talk about this conversation about, to me, the LGBT community in terms of politics is always pushed into a conversation of religiosity. To me, it is shown that it's like conservative cap and a contradiction. Yeah. Oh, we don't want their culture. Their culture is terrible. But remember, everybody, we want to institute our culture inside the government. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just the hypocrisy is so obvious, yet we get uh, gaslit by the media. So, but that's partly what I want to talk about. So, conscious, uh, just out of curiosity, where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Bryan, Texas. I grew up in uh, Bryan College Station, Texas. Uh, my uh, mayor and my governor. Was a uh, was was Republican my entire life for the most part, and uh, I think that when I give these staunching criticisms or analysis, uh, don't don't get it twisted. I was born and raised in a conservative territory, and my education was dictated by conservative, you know, what I mean values. So you know, uh, if conservatives mad, don't be mad at me. Be mad at the conservatives that was running my state, running my city, running my curriculum. They created it. They yeah, deal with me now. <laughs> well, that's right. And they're not having an easy time dealing with you, so I'm rather enjoying that. So, so what did make you go? Wait a minute, I'm not sure any of this is right. You know, they're teaching me X, Y, and Z, but come to find out that maybe it's not A, B, and C. Did you? Was there a moment of epiphany? Did it gradually dawn on you? Talk me through how you realized the community that you grew up in, meaning the town and the state, etc., didn't have it exactly right. <laughs> to be honest with you, it wasn't until college. For the most part, it wasn't fully until I got into college. Now I graduated as a senior when Barack Obama was elected, so I was starting to be able to see how a lot of individuals that was real, real had had a whole bunch of energy for patriotism and the values of America and standing up for the flag and always already supporting who the president of the United States is because they're commander in chief. I saw a lot of those people switch it up literally November 5th, 2008 after Barack Obama was elected. So that kind of made me like, hmm, that's a little suspicious. And then being real is when I got to college, the University of Oklahoma, and then I learned how uh, Fox News and a lot of right wing uh, news wasn't really news and it wasn't as objective as I thought it was. And then really how I would end this little this little uh, uh, response is, think about it. A fish does not know it's in the water. So when you think about me being born and raised in a conservative place, it's like I didn't know it was conservative. I thought it was the norm, it was the regular, until I was able to go into one of those liberal hotbeds. <laughs> okay, and but that's partly why they don't want you to go into college, right? And they don't want you getting educated because otherwise, 
you won't get the actual facts. Like, so my question though in that regard is, they think that when you go to college, you get indoctrinated with things that aren't true, that makes you lose your roots of things that are true. Is that what you experienced or did you experience the reverse? Yeah, I would say I definitely experienced the reverse. A lot of the misconceptions about uh, colonialism, about white supremacy, about you know, uh, me should be happy that my ancestors were saved from primitive status and being able to give Christianity. There's a lot of misconceptions I think that goes on in the public curriculum. And really what happened was when I got to college, I learned how to research. So once I was able to figure out a lot of the faces and spaces, that were, a lot of the faces that was uh, uh, pushing narratives to lock up my family members was a lot of the same faces that was pushing the curriculum. It really started making me be able to see what was going on. So like we all know that Christopher Columbus didn't discover, you know what I'm saying, America. That it was a misconception taught from coast to coast. Colleges are usually able to be like, yeah, that's an indigenous erasure. And there's some things that we should think about, you know, indigenous cultures in this way. And that's really what conservatives scared about. Yeah, and you, if you're in the audience and you're like, well, you know, you guys say this and all the guys say that, how do I know what's true? Well, there are facts. So Christopher Columbus didn't wasn't the first person to discover America, and you guys know that, right? And Christopher Columbus did horrific things. And you can say, hey, oh well, it was at the time everybody was doing it. Although uh, you have journals from priests, actually Christians at the time, going, I can't believe the things Christopher Columbus is doing. It's way worse than anything I've ever seen in my entire life, right? So those are facts. And they and and Constance, I saw you do a video about this. But when it comes to high school, a lot of communities like the conservative one you grew up in come in and say, now wait a minute, you have to teach history. So we're not gonna take down this monument of a Confederate general because that's part of our history. But then do they teach you the whole history? No, 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 I think that's the, that's, I feel like Conservatives has been able to master how to create a narrative to use a whole bunch of fear mongering and paranoia. I think that if we talk about you know a Robert E. Lee statue and we're able to recognize that Robert E. Lee fought his people his life on his line to keep me and my ancestors on the plantation, but we believe that that's just looking at all the bad parts of America and that's just leftist propaganda. I think that that shows and to me illustrates another conservative contradiction that says you really don't care about real history the way you say you do. Again, it's undeniable. It's not an accident that God just is in the debating hall of fame, etc. Okay, you should watch the videos because they have facts that are just indisputable. And so everybody go to youtube.com slash TYT breakdown and you'll get more conscious videos. Check them out wherever you find them. He's an amazing content creator. So thanks for joining us, Conscious. We appreciate it. Is inflation your fault? Let's find out. Jordan Yule, a TYT contributor, but also a writer at The Lever, wrote an interesting article called Big Oil's Banner Quarter. Jordan, welcome. Thanks for having me, Cenk. Good to see you, brother. So I saw Stephanie Rule on MSNBC, I saw a segment on CNN, I saw a couple of segments on Fox News, all saying that we have higher prices, inflation, higher gas prices, all because employees' wages are too high, uh, that people are in America are getting paid too much money, and that's what's, what the problem is. Uh, the average working man, way too rich. Okay, uh, is that what your research about the oil company showed? No, not at all. And when you look at inflation and relative wage gain, 
inflation has exceeded most gains for people. There's a few outliers, I'm sure, who have you know scaled the ladder and and have entered into a different socioeconomic class. For the vast majority of people, inflation has eaten away at even some of the more cushy cost of living adjustments. It's totally there is nothing to do with people's wages. What you see is a lot of this is driven by oil prices. And part of that is a supply issue. And we can get into this in a bit. And that's really the fault of the Saudis and OPEC and OPEC plus and how they operate. But what we saw in quarter three were some of the biggest oil companies posting yet again record profits. And despite those profits, they were still charging extremely high rates per gallon of gas. You know, it wasn't the peak we saw in the summer at like four or in some places five or more dollars per gallon. But it was still high relative to this point a year ago or two years ago. And it has it you can people will say, oh, well, you can't compare it to the pandemic. Well, really you can. In 2021, most things were open. You know, society had largely returned to normal. People were vaccinated, things were reopening, people were out and about. And comparing it just to 2021, there was a huge increase in, in I think, in the, in the case of uh, Exxon, they had doubled their profits year over year. You know, that's not just rebounding from the pandemic. That is pure and simple corporate greed. So um, there's two different issues here. One is uh, dispensing with the mythology of corporate media that it's actually the average American's fault uh, for having wages that are just too high. Uh, so if that was the case, wouldn't oil companies not be so profitable because their employee prices are so high and that's what's pushing the prices up, but they're barely being able to keep up? They wouldn't have a lot of profits because it'd be the workers that were getting all the money, right? Right, but look across the board. Look at all of these different aspects from groceries, the prices are up, rent, prices are up. Healthcare costs, prices are up. You know, these are essentials that impact people's day-to-day lives. All of those prices are up. This isn't driven by wage growth because wage growth is relatively stagnant. This isn't like I, I, I can't wrap my head around that idea. But when you consider who Stephanie Rule is, a former Wall Street person, and the role that she and the corporate media serve, which is to defend the capitalist class and defend Wall Street and defend their corporate advertisers, then what she says makes sense. But when you're looking at things as they are, and you look at the you look at the cost of living, and you look at how many people, a vast majority of people, live paycheck to paycheck, you can't conclude that this is driven by wage growth. Yeah, and if it was driven by wage growth. They wouldn't have record profits because their costs would be too high. And so when you have record profits, by definition, your revenue exceeded your costs by a record amount. Okay, and that's exactly where we are here. In essence, Jordan, they're charging us this much because they can. So what would be a solution to that? Right. Well, you know, the Biden administration has offered little outside of rhetoric. They've talked about the issue, they, you know, in the typical politician fashion. They see you, they hear you, they're doing nothing about it. If they really wanted to tackle this issue head on, they would take on the Saudis. And this is where Trump and Biden really break, because Trump was a loose cannon. The Saudis really didn't know how to deal with him. But 
when he wanted increased demand and when he wanted increased uh, sorry increased supply in oil from OPEC and OPEC plus he largely got it Biden asked for this from the Saudis and Ken Klippenstein has done great reporting on this dynamic specifically Biden asked for an increased production capacity from OPEC and OPEC plus and they just told him no and instead they cut uh, production by uh, uh, to an extent that even caught the Russians off guard and the OPEC plus for people who are unfamiliar is kind of like OPEC it's semi official but also includes Russia and even the Russians were caught off guard by this move to cut uh, supply and it was to such an extent that it did have an effect on oil prices but the thing is this is your ally pushing you around this is purportedly someone that we're friends with and have a close relationship with although we shouldn't and I think most people watching us will agree we shouldn't be in an alliance with Saudi Arabia for a variety of different issues but they're pushing you around and they're doing it in the middle of election season thankfully we didn't have the outcome that a lot of people feared that inflation was going to be what drove people to the right but there's this is still happening and then we see like these attempts by the Biden administration and folks in DC to appease the Saudis despite them kicking them around just yesterday as I'm sure you saw Biden said he's going to offer immunity and push for immunity in the case and over the killing of Jamal Khashoggi in the lawsuit against MBS for his killing that you'd think would lead to you know, a, a more collegial relationship between MBS and Biden. And a story broke earlier today that said, okay, OPEC plus is actually looking now at increasing supply. And then the Saudis came out later today and said, that story is wrong. In fact, we're actually looking at more cuts. So even though you're giving him what he wants, you're giving him legal immunity in this horrific killing, something that really should get him back on your side on this issue. He still turns around and says, okay, we're actually looking at more cuts. Part of it is that Biden is tremendously weak. So corporate media makes him sound like he's some brave fighter of Republicans when his entire career has been caving into Republicans. That's the defining trait of Joe Biden's political career. But in this case, the again, the evidence is stark. So first of all, in Jordan's piece, you see the top seven oil companies have made 170 billion in profits in this year so far, even before the last quarter started. So when they make that much money, certainly it isn't their costs that are the issue. Their costs are relatively similar. They're just making twice as much money, sometimes three times as much money for the same oil because of supply and demand, etc. And because no one's checking them, right? So when they make that much money, the Saudis make even more money because they're the source of the oil to begin with. And and so Jordan, if Biden wanted to, doesn't he have a lot of different levers to pull with the Saudis? And could it be that he's not pulling those levers because that would anger the seven largest oil companies that are making all this money and that also donate to the Democratic Party as well as the Republican Party? Yeah, absolutely. You you would want to see in this moment everything else. You know, appeasement has failed. Giving him immunity over the killing of Khashoggi has failed so far. You'd want to see something. And one of the things that you could explore would be stopping support for the Saudi Air Force. I mean, without US support with the for the Saudi Air Force, that thing grinds to a halt. They need us. That I mean, that just brings their military overall uh, to a halt. So 
that is something that you could explore, but so far we're not willing to do it. Uh, another thing that could happen, you know, it's going to be tough in Congress, but progressives have called for, and I think you and most people watching would support would be a windfall profits tax. Sure, do you could do that, try it, but we're going to tax the the hell out of it. I don't know if I can say that. Yeah, I was going to swear, but yeah, we're going to we're going to tax the hell out of it, and we're going to return those profits to the American people in the form of community reinvestment, in the form of green energy, and you know, you know that we don't have that yet. I'd love to see that, but what the oil companies are currently doing is taking their profits and just doing stock buybacks. You know, Shell's done multiple rounds of stock buybacks on the day, on the day they announced their quarter three earnings. They announced another round of stock buybacks. So all they're doing is taking this money and handing it over to their investors. And and there's a good reason why they're doing that because they got to take home as much of the money as possible before people realize they're burning down the planet and they get really mad. And then at that point, they'll all go, "Oh, the money's gone." There's nothing we could do. We already did the buybacks. It's gone. It's not in the company anymore. So now, is Biden going to stop that? Of course not, because then he that affects stock buybacks for all companies. And Democratic Party works for corporations. They don't work for the American people. So Jordan, I mean, any if he did a proposal windfall profits tax, I've seen the polling. It would be intensely popular, and it would have helped a lot during the midterm elections. They might not even have lost the House. If they had done even just proposed a windfall profits tax, logically, as far as a matter of politics goes, a windfall profits tax is the biggest layup you've ever seen. The bad guys are the big oil companies that everybody hates. They're clearly driving up the prices. They're making record profits. I mean, it is a slam dunk politically. What is the one reason the Democratic Party does not do things that are obvious if they just wanted to win elections? Absolutely, it's a, they're they're capitulating to their corporate donors. But I do I agree, it is a slam dunk. And I don't know if you saw the Pew study from a couple of days ago that surveyed Republicans, Independents, and Democrats and asked them, "Do you think blank makes society better?" And you know, you fill in the blank with big banks and financial institutions, big corporations, and tech giants across the board. Jank, uh, bipartisan agreement. That all of them make society worse, except for one thing. <laughs> Democrats thought the big tech makes society better. Like a slight majority thought that big tech makes America better. Different conversation in itself and why they reached that conclusion. But big corporations and the Wall Street financial sector across the board, majority agree. A vast majority agree those institutions do not make society better. So right there. If you are trying to develop a plan for long-term sustained political success in this country, you should embrace that. That should be your ticket to long-term dominance. Decades right there. Just say, hey, we're gonna take all these institutions that a bipartisan consensus of people in this country hate, we're gonna take that on. But both parties are scared to do it because they both rely on them for donations. Period, you just under got an explanation of all of politics in America in that simple statement. That's 100% right, anybody could win if they just did the simplest things. $15 minimum wage, incredibly popular, paid family leave, incredibly popular. Child tax credit, increasing social security, increasing Medicare, Medicaid, all incredibly popular. Democratic Party pushes for none of them because their corporate donors told them to heal. The Republican Party, of course, 100% corrupt and works completely for corporations. And But how come you never found out about all these things that are so obvious if you know any of the facts? Oh right, media, 
are also giant corporations. And in the corporate world, snitches get stitches. So <laughs> they're not gonna snitch on themselves. That's why they've been assiduously hiding the corporate robbery that has been going on of the American people. All right, uh, part of that is uh, what you're gonna get in Jordan's piece and it has facts and it is indisputable. We'll put the link down below, you can check it out, it's on the lever. Uh, Jordan, thanks for joining us, appreciate it brother. Thank you for having me.